So we're going to talk about joy. Um, the dictionary helped me out a little bit with explaining joy because I think we can use words in our English language so interchangeably. But there's so much more to joy than happiness, which is its other flip word. So it's an emotion. It's a, it can be a source of keen pleasure. Something or someone greatly valued or appreciated and a state of happiness. But I'm going to show us today that really it's a state of joy in God and not a happiness that the world offers. So in real life, this, this, um, this happiness, this joy could be from success. Some of you here today may have just passed some exams. You feel joy, you feel elated. Maybe you've got some money. Money can help you feel happy and secure or not. Um, maybe you get some joy from relationships. We hear about parents who delight in their children or grandparents who delight in their grandchildren. But our earthly sources of joy have so many limitations and the emotion of joy can be so transient. We've got imperfect people. They let us down. They make mistakes. They sin. We lose jobs. We lose money. And all of a sudden, if that's where our joy was, if that was our source of joy, our world has suddenly fallen apart. And I'm here to say today that a relationship with God is a source of everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. It is never going to run out. That reference is Isaiah 51 verse 11, if you want to look it up later. But everlasting joy, that's definitely something I want, not this transient, you know, thing that we, we're talking about. And maybe today you don't have a relationship with God. And I've got some good news for you, so keep listening. And maybe you're sitting there today saying, well, I have a relationship with God, I'm a Christian, but I don't have any joy. Well, I've got some good news for you too, so keep listening. So turn with me to Isaiah 61, verse 10. Isaiah 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. And I looked up joyful in the Strong's and um, in the Hebrew, and that joyful means to spin around, to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion. <laughs> that speaks of something substantial, not a superficial feeling of happiness. That is deep and profound, and I was blessed to have the opportunity just to worship the Lord today, and that I just love just spinning and waving my flag, and that releases joy you know we look at children who spin round and their girls with their dresses swishing that is just a representation isn't it of joy and um so that's what god's talking about here and it's directly related to um to salvation in our god so we need to find this joy that isn't dependent on circumstances or imperfect relationships and so first i want to share with you the good news for those of you who don't have a relationship with God here today. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to earth to die on a cross for our sins. He took 
the punishment that was due to us for our sins. He took it, he died, and then he rose again. And he has rescued us from the consequences of our sin, which is death. That's in the word, the consequences of sin are death. And he has given us the gift of eternal life. And so having a relationship with God is as simple as just turning to him today. It's just saying a prayer, just saying words, just talking to him. He's choosing in your heart to believe in Jesus and what he's done for you. And it's making that decision to turn away from your sinful life, from your sinful decisions, and to seek after him and to receive him as your saviour. And he's waiting for you today. Today is the day of salvation, praise God. And he wants to have a relationship with each one of us. And, you know, I've heard people say, if you were the only person on the earth, God still would have sent his son to die for you. It's not for... It's all for all of us, but he would have done it for each and every individual. And that's so profound, isn't it? And it's so deeply personal that he would do that for us. Psalm 35, verse 9, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Joy is released at the point we get saved. The word says the angels are celebrating in heaven when we get saved, when someone gets saved. And it's released afresh when we are baptised. And baptism is where we seal our confession with a public declaration, declaration of our belief. And we symbolically die by going under the water. And we are dying to our old self and to our sin and our self-life. And when we come up out of the water, we are a new creation in him. We are washed and cleansed by his blood. That's, the, that's what's happened as you go under the water. And that's a miracle. And his joy is just falling upon us at that moment when we are standing before people and declaring him as Lord. And we are delighted that three people here today are going to be baptised and we are rejoicing with you. And I'm believing for a total baptism of joy to be your portion as you go under and die to your old life and come up a new creation. So we're going to just carry on looking at some more sources of our joy. Acts 13:52 and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. You know, some of you what's gone on in the praise and worship hearing people singing in other tongues that might be all new for you today. But this is all part and parcel of um, God's work within us that he wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit at the point of our salvation he fills us with his Holy Spirit and he gives us new tongues to praise and worship him and to pray and to communicate with God and at that moment that the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost they were filled with joy so if we need more joy we need to go to him we need to be praying in the Spirit Amen. Um, Joy is a fruit of God's spirit, in Galatians 5.22. And this, to me, underlines that we have a choice. We can choose to walk in the spirit and bear the fruit of joy in our lives, or we can choose our flesh, which may not be so pretty and so happy. It's a choice, you know, am I going to... It's not a feeling at this point. It's not a feeling of the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of his spirit. It's... Uh, evidence of who he is in our lives 
that and in a world full of misery and sadness and shocking horrendous things the world needs to see us full of joy he doesn't want the world doesn't want to see us being miserable and limping along because what, what have we got to offer they want to see you standing out from the crowd and letting your light and your joy shine forth so yeah we need to pray in the spirit until we get that breakthrough and we're feeling that bubbling up overflowing joy within us so how do we maintain joy as christians let's turn to john 15 a familiar passage to some but let's look at it afresh today in the light of this dictionary definition of about joy being a source of something and let's look at our source verse one i am the true vine this is jesus speaking I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. And let's just skip down to 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So here I see this connection between joy and abiding in the Lord. It's about being connected. I think we live in a world that wants to be connected to everything and something other than God. You know, we're connecting our phones, we're connecting our electric, whatever it might be. Um, and we're so distracted and... We're so full and busy that we lose that connection with the Lord. And abiding is about spending time in his word. It's about prayer. But it's more than that. It's about just being with him throughout the day. It's about washing up and saying a prayer for someone. It's about making the bed and praying for the person who sleeps in it. You know, it's the little bits, the little moments of just giving your burdens constantly to the Lord throughout the day. That's abiding. It's not a one visit a day, or I said my prayer at bedtime. That's not about, that's what not going to nurture your relationship with the Lord. And that's what this abiding is. It's about nurturing. And um, yeah, just we've sung that song, Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. So we need to get in his presence more. And we need to just lay ourselves aside. And that's what this morning was. We just we got into that place where we'd we were just allowing him to move amongst us and to fill us and meet our needs. So let's look at this ten and eleven. If I follow his commandments, if I keep his commandment, what's his commandment? Verse ten, I think. About love. It's a, it's a commandment to love, or maybe it's later, sorry, it's 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And 
in order to love, I have to take my eyes off myself and turn to somebody else and give out and meet someone else's need. And as I do that, then our, our love is, um, our joy is going to increase as we sow into other people's lives. And I, recently someone sent me something, a picture of the, um, the two seas in, the, in Israel. There's two seas in Israel, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And um, I was intrigued to, to read afresh that both have the same source. Okay, so we can have two Christians stood here. Both have the same source. Both have the same God. Okay, and the Sea of Galilee is the home to some rare species of underwateriness, fish and so on. I'm not really sure what. Um, but it's some rare species. And um, it's full of life. It's teeming with life. Okay. And the sea of the Dead Sea is dead, quite frankly. <laughs> it's dead. And then I got to this, well, why? Because the Dead Sea has no outlet. So there we go. God's put it in nature. He's put it in creation. He wants there to be the flow. He is our source. He doesn't want us to store it up for ourselves. He wants us to give out. He wants us to love others. That's his first commandment. And then we, our joy will be full. And it's important to point that it's his joy that he's giving us, that my joy might remain in you. Yeah. We've got his joy in us. That isn't happy feelings about circumstances. That's a personal relationship with someone who's not going to... Um, you know, disappear. He's going to be with me all the time. Okay, let's just remember that the enemy has come as a thief to steal, to kill and destroy. And he wants to steal our joy. And we've sung this morning, Nehemiah 8 verse 10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I see that if the enemy can rob my joy... He is attacking my strength. And without my joy, life overwhelms me. He weakens me. I get tired. I stop abiding. I try and look for things to meet my needs and give me a pep up. And I'm missing it because I've lost the joy of the Lord's, um, the strength and the joy of the Lord. And maybe you, you're feeling like that today. Maybe you have lost sight of abiding Maybe you've got caught up with life's demands. Maybe you feel too empty to love somebody else, to give out. Or maybe you've lost your way and you've got tangled up in sin and you feel far from God today. Well, good news, like David in Psalm 51, you can cry out as he did to God to renew the joy of your salvation. The saying is, if you don't feel close to God, guess who moved? So this is all about choice. We have a choice. Psalm 27, verse 6, if you want to flick there. Psalm 27, verse 6. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. A sacrifice of joy. That's not talking about feelings. Despite my feelings, I'm going to enter into joy. 
I don't feel like praising and worshipping him, but I'm going to choose to release a sacrifice of joy. And I was so excited to, again, look into the Hebrew depth of that word um, joy here, because it is different in different places in the Bible. And here, the word joy um, means acclamation of joy or a battle cry, especially a clamour of trumpets. Now, for those of you who are sensitive hearing, maybe you'd like to close your ears, because Richard is going to demonstrate a battle cry for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's what God wants our sacrifice of joy to be. Reaching out to him, saying, God, I need you. I need joy. I've got no joy. I need you. And as I praise you, something special is going to happen as we're going to find out. But we need to choose joy. We need to declare war on the feelings. We need to declare war on the depression, on the oppression, on the efforts of the enemy to try and rob our joy. And that's exactly what we find two um, disciples or apostles doing in Acts 16. Let's quickly whiz over there. Just, I'm not going to have time to read the whole passage, but you can look it up later. Acts 16. And what, what we find is Paul and Silas are busy going about God's business and they're um, praying for people and ministering to people and just doing what they normally do. And in verse 22, the people around them um, got restless and didn't like what they were doing, the rulers and so on. So in 22, it says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. It goes on that the jailer got saved and his house and they got baptised as the fruit of Paul and Silas making a choice to release that sacrifice of joy. They'd been beaten. They'd been stripped. They didn't feel like it. But they knew their lives depended on the Lord and that releasing of a battle cry brought a miracle and joy and praise and worship go hand in hand. Um, Helen down here was healed of ME in the praise and worship over 20 years ago by taking a step forward and just looking to God to deliver her. And maybe you need a miracle today in your situation. And so I just encourage you to think about offering a sacrifice of joy and praise and worship God like your life depends on it. You know, Berica poured out her heart to God just then, like her life depended on it. And that's what we need to get to. We need to reach God where he, he, and he let him, you know, take care of everything else. Okay, so let's um, finally just look at Habakkuk 3, 
fairly close to the New Testament. Habakkuk had had a difficult couple of chapters when we get to chapter 3. And I don't have time to, um, to go into all what's brought him to this place, but he's had a very hard time. And things were not going great for him. And so verse chapter 3 is his prayer to the Lord. And we're going to just skip to verse 17. And I'm going to read it in the King James Version, and then I'm going to expound upon it in the Amplified. 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labour of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. What's your fig tree today that's not blossoming? Maybe you're laboring in an area and you're not seeing the fruit that you want to see. I think so elsewhere in the scripture, children are related as the olives. Well, I might be wrong. Um, and I thought maybe you're laboring into children and you're not seeing the fruit yet. Or maybe your children have grown up and, and are walking a different path than with the Lord. And you think, where, where did all that hard work go? But God knows and God has a plan. And um, listen to this in, in the Amplified 18 and 19. It says, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. We have a choice. I will choose to shout in exultation in the victorious God of my salvation. What's Habakkuk doing? He's looking at God. He is the victorious one. I'm not victorious. If I look at my fruit and my lack of it, my labouring and my olive tree, it's not bearing any fruit. So I can't look at that to get joyful. I have to look at the victorious one. He is the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet. And he makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. So when we get saved, God never promised a, pro a path strewn with roses and sunshine every day and no troubles. Life is going to be messy for all of us. Life is going to be full of steep mountains and deep valleys and thrashing waters around us. But he has promised to be with us always, to never leave us, to walk through the waters with us. And he's promised to give us everlasting joy. No matter where you are in that journey, his everlasting joy is a given. So in conclusion then, he offers us joy in our salvation, joy in abiding, joy in the Holy Ghost, Joy from loving others. 
Joy as our battle cry, and joy of the Lord is our strength. So let's just turn to him now and allow him to just minister to us in these areas. Just take a minute just to think about, because I've just rattled through it all, just, just to dwell on that, what we've brought forth. So if you don't have a relationship with God today and you want to turn to him and receive salvation, say this prayer with me now. We're all going to say it out loud together. But if you're saying that for the first time, then we're just standing with you and holding your hand as you say these words. I declare there is a God and he sent his son Jesus Christ into the world to die on a cross for the forgiveness of my sin and he rose again. I confess I am a sinner and I need a saviour. Thank you Lord. I ask Jesus Christ to come into my life, into my life. As, my as my Lord and Savior. And I receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. To, live in me. to live in me. Amen. And if you prayed that for the first time today, then come and see us. Come and talk to someone so that we can give you something to take home, to share more about what we've been talking about. So if you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost, then just reach out to him now. Just lift up your hands. You can't receive a gift with your hands like this. This is how you receive a gift. Hopefully it's a great big one. Holy Ghost, breathe on us afresh. Fill these needy hearts, Lord. Fill our emptiness and our broken places. Lord, we lay aside all the weights that are hindering us, the weights of sin, Lord. The cares of this world that are choking out our joy. We lay aside ourselves and what our needs are and we look to you and we receive your filling now. We receive your spirit, we receive new tongues. Fill us with joy, Lord. Let we, us bear the fruit of joy in our lives because we have more of you dwelling in us, Lord. If you feel you've lost that connection with God and you've stopped abiding in him, just repent now in your hearts. Just put your heart right. Father, we repent where we have allowed the things of our lives to crowd you out and we've stopped abiding. 
and we ask for your forgiveness Lord and we ask you to help each one of us to move closer to you and to take time in our days to nurture that relationship with you and to receive that joy that only you can give us. And if you've shut yourself off from loving others and from giving out, then just tell the Lord you're sorry right now. Father God, we want to be that picture of the Sea of Galilee. We want to be thriving with life. We want to have a ready word to share with the lost and the brokenhearted. So Lord, where people feel that they've just got nothing left to give, I pray you would give them fresh hope today, Lord, and that you would give that your love to them to give to somebody else and you'll open up opportunities for them to serve you and to give out. And if you've lost your way and you've got into sin, then just repent now in your heart. Lord, we say we're sorry. We turn from the sin that we've got into. We've replaced a life with you with these empty, foolish ways. And we turn from them now. And just, just pray this scripture with me from Psalm 551. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. And finally, if you need victory over something today, or if you need a miracle, then I encourage you now just to offer a sacrifice of joy to the Lord. Let's just lift up our voices in the spirit. Father God, right now I take authority over all sickness and I bind the spirit of infirmity in people's lives right now and I break its power over them. Father God, release a miracle of healing in this place. For people watching, Father God, release healing to them right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, release salvation in this house. Father, as people are baptised, Father God, release joy in their lives. Release an anointing of joy upon them today. Father, I pray for breakthrough. Father, I pray for victory in people's lives. And suddenly, there was an earthquake and the chains fell off. Father God, bring us suddenly to these people now in Jesus' name and bring the victory. 
bring the miracle, Father God. We delight in you, Lord. We delight in our salvation and we declare you are the victorious one. You are our victorious God. There is no victory outside of you, Father God.